Hello and welcome to Just Bleed Radio. This is episode 15. I'm your host, Danger Mouse. And as tis the season to be jolly, a Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Tonight we'll be talking about the final UFC card of the year, UFC 296, Edwards versus Covington. And I don't really know where we're going to, going to go on this one because it's just myself and Austin tonight. So, hi Austin, how are you doing? Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you too. And uh, yeah, <laughs> things uh, have changed. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, from uh, needing another headset because your uh, stepdaughter took the other one. And... Uh, <laughs> Needing to uh, corral the dog because it happened to run out as soon as you open the door. Yeah, things <laughs> things change. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, there's not much you can do. Yeah, so we start with the main event as Leon Edwards beats Colby Covington. So yeah, a great performance for uh, Leon. Uh, certainly in the case of um, UK martial arts. Uh, giving us uh, two champions to end the year, which I thought was pretty uh, cool. Obviously, um, very clinical <laughs> performance. Very clinical performance, I thought from Leon. Uh, I thought he might have been a bit more angry and a bit more forceful, but he just pretty much did what he needed to do. It was, I guess, you could call it one of those proper championship fights, uh, if you know what I mean, where they they're doing just enough to take the fight and not really bothering about finishing it. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to bring, you know, kind of easy kind of stuff sometimes when he's had fights where he lands three leg kicks and wins the fight or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you hear his uh, post-fight speech? Colby's. No, uh, Leon. Leon's. Uh, yeah, I know. I, 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 don't, I didn't make any notes on it, but uh, I know he was very upset about what had been said about his father. So yeah. Which, I understand that. Well, because my thing was, I was hoping, and I, everybody was saying it too in the Discord. Like, if you're gonna bring up that kind of stuff, the only reason why is because a, it's you're not very good at trash talking, which is Colby's mo. I mean, he stumbled on the words, anyways. But like that, yeah. they were saying, like, you know, if I could get him to fight emotionally, that'll work in my advantage. In this case, Leon did the right thing. Which was not fight emotionally, which was hard for him. You could tell. Colby, for some reason, and I don't know if this was big, but it, you, did you listen to the MK uh, broadcast instead? Yeah, yeah, I did have a mildly amusing story about that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just carry on with this fight for now. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say, they said, um, they, it, I don't know if it was Luke or BC that said it, but one of them said that it looked like Colby had not looked a hundred percent coming into this fight and and i was talking you know dave mentioned something about it too where he said that it looked like he wasn't a hundred like he wasn't well like i don't know if it was injury or if he was sick or whatnot but that it would it would almost explain his his game like he went in there and he almost looked like he didn't want to engage right off the bat just barely even throwing a jab and you know occasionally a leg kick like yeah, this was yeah. the complete opposite of a Colby fight that we that we're used to seeing. Like he's used to throwing a combination jabs and gen- pressuring and looking for a takedown and even getting into a clinch. That barely even happened, and more often than not, he's circling away from the action. And Leon's pressuring, and Leon is known to pressure, but like be clinical about his striking. Like you said, it was just more surprising to see after all that Colby had nothing 
And no. when it did go to the ground, right? It <laughs> Leon was more than willing and capable of grappling with them, which was, I thought, the scariest thing to see. <laughs> well, after after Colby got his first takedown, uh, you know, one one of his two from uh, his ten attempts. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, once Leon got back to his feet, I think he, he almost he, he threw up a head kick. Uh, which rattled Colby's head a little bit. Uh, and then he just dived straight in for his own takedown and took Colby down with great ease. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I... you, could, you could see it in, running through his mind, you know, uh, fuck you, man, you know, you've just taken me down. I'm having one back. I am not going to lose in any aspect of this fight to you. Uh, right. And he, and he didn't. <laughs> no, no, he, 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 it, like you said, you said it best. It looked clinical. And... Like no, at no point were you concerned that Leon wasn't able to fight out of the positions. Like it, it was scary at moments, but it wasn't like, oh, okay, like he's gonna lose this fight now because he gave this up. It was like, oh shit, please don't do that, and then he would fight <laughs> out of it. Like, oh, okay, we're yeah. fine. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here, Leon? What? What? Don't make it worse than you. Oh, wait, he's fine. <laughs> Yeah, but, and Leon Leon's legs leg kicks were on point as well. Colby's thigh was battered to hell uh, by the time I think the second round started. It didn't look great at the end of the first. Is it was this just because Colby didn't have a plan B? Was it was it just like he wasn't expecting Leon to be as clinical and um, I, I was just listening to the uh, presser, the post-fight presser. Uh, and I listened to the Colby part of that, and he said that Leon switching stances and fighting orthodox completely threw him off. He d- he just couldn't adapt to it quick enough. Uh, oh so shit! Oh yeah, it just rattled him. And then he said, obviously, he said he had ring rust as well, which that's fair enough if he's admitting to it. I've, I have no problems with that. Uh, but yeah, I I wouldn't have thought of that at all. I I don't know if that's just because that doesn't give him the openings he wants for his grappling exchanges, or even if it's like he feels like he can't touch Leon, which he did. I There was a couple of points where Colby would throw combinations uh, to counter Leon's uh, jab and, you know, his, you know, uh, kickboxing range that he would come into. And I was surprised at how close they were in size. Like, I thought him in... Um, Colby would be slightly different size, but they were almost similar length, similar uh, similar height. Body frames are both lean um, for the weight class. Uh, again, I don't I don't know if it was because Leon shut down all of his aspects of whatever game plan that they had, and I I don't know if it's just me or if or whatnot, but like, did Colby just look like he was like? Not so much scared, but like, well, shit, if I can't easily get this like opportunity, I'm not going to try to engage. Like you said, like his his just his openings were cut just from the get go. Like, I'm I'm that surprises. Yeah, this is the I same guy. <laughs> this is the same guy that that went to war with Usman twice and, you know, was more <laughs> than willing to engage, you know. Yeah, I, I did hear someone say somewhere uh, that Colby, had, you know, he took a heavy uh, shot. I can't remember which fight he was, and he he thought maybe that Colby was a bit gun shy, and I it, I do wonder if he was a little bit gun shy, afraid to step into range. Uh, 
because uh, Leon didn't give him any chance once he got into the few times he managed it. He, he was eating either a left or a right hook. Uh, I think it was first round, Leon cracked him with one, and Colby was grinning, grinning at him, which obviously yeah. you know you know is a sign he just slammed you a good one. Um, <laughs> Classic, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, I think the, that was heavy. I think that was heavy hands. That I had said that. Um, uh, yeah, it, I think it was either uh, Connor Bush. I think had said that. Like it was the Usman second, uh, first Usman fight because he had broken his jaw. Yeah. And um, yeah, since that fight, I guess he had just been gun shy. Actually, now now that you mention it, he was gun shy in the first three rounds of the second Usman fight, and then didn't care about Jorge's power until. Yeah until he uh got clipped yeah. and then that was it that changed the, the trajectory of that fight uh for like the more conservative measure but yeah um the, leon leon just did not give him the opportunity and i was kind of impressed with how easy it looked for Leon at certain points of the fight i was just more disappointed with the uh adaptability of colby because usually his game plan it doesn't matter it's it's a mesh that covers almost majority of the aspects of the fight. So he has a decent boxing game. It's amateurish, but it's decent. You know, he's got a decent little, you know, scrambling game that he inflicts upon people who aren't the best at defending takedowns. And even if they are, he scrambles and continues to fight for takedowns. And then not, if not, he's looking for moments to clip or, you know, a couple of rabid punches here and there against the fence. He tried. It, it yeah. was weird just not seeing him adapt. And I don't know if that's just because of his age or if he wasn't 100%. But like you said, he had he had felt like he had no option for opening, which is insane to think about considering what his usual game plan is. But yeah, I guess well, it's it, also a ring rust, right? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely fair. It was almost two years, wasn't it? So, Well, maybe he should have taken a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Done, probably. <laughs> I I did not listen to the press post fight press conference, but like the fact that we're here talking about Colby even having an option to be in this fight and how they pushed <laughs> it so hard. Like if he had fought any of the other guys, like you could have put him up against Bilal. He beats Bilal. He's the number one contender. Screw it. If he fights yep. Gilbert Burns, I guarantee you he'll be more than a handful for Burns. If he fights like. Hell, Neil Magny, um, Wonder Boy, any one of those guys. He says he was offered fights and people turned him down. That whole back and forth with him and Shafkat, like I'm not sorry, not Shafkat, but um, uh, Kamzat, Maev, like they were saying, oh, I agreed, he didn't agree, or you know, no one signed anything or whatever. Like we spent two years waiting for this guy to come back, and in that time, both of them like are on completely different trajectories, like. Kamzat's now a middleweight. He's not ever coming yeah. back to welterweight. Like, no. and he didn't even fight a middleweight. He fought a goddamn welterweight <laughs> up at middleweight. Yeah, you know? well. yeah, and it's like, what are we doing here? And I mean, I, I, again, I think I, I got, sorry, go I was going to say, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would have just preferred him to just to fight somebody in between that time, and it wouldn't have been a, bit, a big of an issue. Like, it's the same thing with Stipe. Like, just give him somebody yeah. to fight, you know? Yeah. I think some one of the journalists at the post-fight presser um, asked Dana, it, you know, why Colby hadn't fought, and I think 
Dana just did his usual fending off the question. They didn't really really reveal anything. It, you know, he wasn't admitting that he'd been been given those fights or any fights for that matter. <clears throat> but I'm sure yeah. he was offered some. I mean, well, yeah. At this point, you're kind of wondering, well, if the their investment was that if we get Colby in and bring in the casual audience like he was trying to do with his banter, uh, you know, at the press conference and throughout the week, yeah. it the gamble didn't nearly pay off. Like it <laughs> no. paid off barely just because it was the main event, you know, and I wanted to see what would happen, but like. I think if you had given him any type of fight, like I said, hell, it wouldn't even need to be a number one contender fight. You could have just, like, thrown, like I said, Neil Magny, fucking Michael Chiesa, like, you know, Sean Brady, any any one of those guys, and he probably would have been a contender anyway. And Dana could have justified it. And it, it honestly, you you couldn't have probably argued because if he, had, if he had had a win and looked somewhat impressive like he did against, like, you know, Jorge, <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's the same game plan every single time he fights, except for the first um, Usman fight where he literally just went toe to toe with him for like five rounds. And that's yeah. the thing that that's the same guy. And I maybe I'm overlooking something, but it, it just like the the complexity that Leon brought to this fight, it just felt like Colby almost gave up the first like instance he got hit. And that was the thing you were saying is that like he he literally just like, oh, shit, I, I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I can't I can't find anything to use. Yeah, I think he spent the first 30 seconds going, hang on, he's unorthodox. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan for that. I, that's something I don't quite understand, to be honest. I'm, I'm thinking about it there. Colby has, has fought a million orthodox fighters, you know, um, almost yeah, everyone. Been... Almost everyone yeah. is orthodox. Uh, so how the hell can he be that confused? I guess it's just a mental flip of, oh god, he's not fighting in the in what I've prepared for. Uh, yeah, and he's scrambled his brain a little bit. Well, that's the other thing too. Like it would have been ideal had he had he at least thought like threatened with the takedowns more often because he only wrestled when he was like doing it out of desperation. None of it was as a counter uh, unless Leon was engaging in the grappling himself. You know, like, that's the thing. It's like, it felt literally like Colby just forgot what the fuck he was doing. And again, that's, that's the problem. He needed a fight for this. If, if anything, Colby did this to himself, not having a fight, not having a fight basically gave him like some, I guess ring rust is real for some people, except for Dominic Cruz, because God forbid that man, (laughs) that man could lose a leg and then come back and be like, ring rust doesn't exist. (laughs) god but i don't know like this does this does not look good but he says i don't know if you do you believe him that he says i'm ready to take on whoever whenever and i'm like no you weren't no 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 like i said i saw him at the the post fight uh presser and uh there was some some journalist asked him and you know do you think you'll be fighting as you and shavkat fought on this on on this card do you think you'll be fighting each other and uh, and straight away, Cole was no, no, no. That that does just doesn't make sense. You know, Wonderboy was on his card. Wonderboy makes much more sense. He's a better business opportunity, uh, which is right in that case. But uh, <laughs> we all know the we all know the reason behind it. He doesn't want to face Shavkat. Uh-uh. 
Well, that's the other thing too is that Shafkai went into that fight injured. I well, yeah, well before we get into that, so. before we get, <laughs> <laughs> was there uh, was there anything else uh, to the main event oh, that you wanted uh, to talk about or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I did, I, I did, like I said, type some notes down. I would say scribble, but obviously that's not true. Uh, it was in round three. Uh, Leon landed a, a, I think he clipped Colby's cup. Uh, just uh, a very obviously an accident, uh, and then uh, <laughs> uh, straight away Colby was uh, like talking to Herb Dean, like that was deliberate, that was a foul. <laughs> oh no, yeah, like oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, we actually we actually got no nonsense, Herb Herb Dean, because uh, he was like, no, 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 that that was an accident. Carry on fighting. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no, and you know Colby, he's going to try to look for a reason to get out of it. Like God forbid, this guy actually takes some you know initiative <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other thing too it's like he he's used to kind of like egging on the ref and stuff like trying to look for things but like i like leon is also it it's not always the case but he does have a habit of having foul issues oh, or yeah some yeah. some fence grabs here and there some occasional cup shots you know or eye poke here and there occasionally it's not like he tries to yeah. do it on purpose it's just it happens fight you know but and i was actually impressed with the amount of uh the lead the i should say not the amount but the uh the uh the few uh incursions that happened in this fight which is surprising because both of these guys have a habit of having things happen yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's the welterweight curse isn't it him uh colby usman uh, they're all as bad as each other oh no yeah 100 percent. and occasionally if you're, not Nate cheating, and... you're not trying as they say and they're definitely <laughs> they're definitely trying well oh, again, again Le- talking leon's past fights when he fought um cowboy uh cowboy grabbed Leon's glove and threw a head kick at him. Uh, yep. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to get away with whatever you can, I guess. <laughs> is, is it cheating or is it a veteran's trick? Which one do you want to label it as? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, this one's applicable to, like, accidental in this fight. The second Usman fight, you could say that's veteran savvy. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the Usman-Covington fights were more like, you know they're gonna do what they're gonna do. They said, yeah. "Let them, let them, let them figure it out." <laughs> That's the one where you're like, "You're very cheap, you ain't trying," I guess. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to see Shopcock get the next fight. But I think Bilal, I think Bilal deserves the next, you know, thing. I it probably I does. Think, I I don't think you could give Bilal another fight without having him go to Shafkat and then by then you're already killing two like thank god Leon kind of cooled off on the middleweight stuff because you know like yeah. you you have a division you have contender you yeah. got a couple of guys who are coming up matter of fact you got about five of them so <laughs> yeah. you got plenty of people to fight you know and, and they're all new guys Shafkat's young so Sean Brady's yeah. young like I Bilal isn't the youngest, but he's next. He should be next. And then, yeah, like, once... that's the other thing that people are calling it out because Bilal will be, I think, over the, over thirty-five when he does the fight. So it's another old opponent for Leon that he won't that's... get any credit for back in there. You know, eventually they'll be like, "Oh, look, he's thirty-five. <laughs> he's he's like, Everyone knows that stat. Uh, so... Oh yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> if he does get that, like, yeah, I, I think the stat has remained true for now, like forty-five. Or forty fights or some shit like that. <laughs> Only I, I two. Totally, 
somebody did post a video today on the Discord. Uh, I think I think it was today, or it popped up in my uh, feed for whatever reason, uh, and it was talking about that that figure. But it was from a while back because it was talking about well, it didn't even mention this fight happening. It was talking about maybe Colby might get this fight. So it's obviously quite a while back, uh, and it, it was two for twenty eight back then, and obviously there's been some more fights since. Oh, uh, yeah, That the only one who suppressed it was uh, Tyron Woodley, uh, and it was um, da- uh, Darren Till, and uh, who was the other? Darren Till and uh, Maya. No? Was it Maya? Is both both the fights were, were Tyron Woodley. Oh, no, it was, uh, yeah. It was Tyron Woodley against uh, Darren Till and Tyron Woodley against, I think, somebody else. I think it was like, yeah. uh, uh, it, was it Robbie? I can't remember, but the stat remained for that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really not changing. That is a definite stat. Uh, it, it showed the flip side as well with the, you know, weights above welterweight uh, and, well, for, oh, yeah, from middleweight upwards. And there's loads of champions at the in those divisions that get there in the late thirties. Oh yeah. I mean, not unusual at all. Yeah. I, well, that's what they said is like the heavier you are, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be competitive. It's just, you have more weight behind the punch and therefore yeah. that well, the, the only one I remember is Michael Bisbinger was 37 when he won the belt. Oh, George, uh, GSP 36 when he, uh, when he won, took the belt again from Bisbing. There yeah. two, I remember. So oh, yeah, the chaos of middleweight during that time was <laughs> worst. Yeah. You had six contenders, six contenders, and Bisbing said no to every single one of them. And they <laughs> killed each other off. They <laughs> killed each other off. After that, all of that, you had six, like, so the last two that were remaining of that ended up having to fight each other for the interim title while Bisbing fought Dan Henderson <laughs> and then fought yeah. GSP. Like, <laughs> what are we fucking doing here? <laughs> I love Bisbing, but like, come on, man. You know, I, I, I didn't mind him calling out Dan Henderson. That was a good call out, to be fair. And, and Bisbing's That's putting a, a lot. Bisbing's putting yeah. a lot of service for the UFC. He deserves that uh, city, you know, with the well, not a sitter as it turned out. Um, oh, he got to defend it, that. He home too. that, you know, pay per view payday. Uh, and oh, then yeah. GSP, GSP. I think it was an opportunity to get GSP back in the cage, so they took it. Oh, yeah, because he didn't want to fight Tyron Willie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's scared. He's a scared little boy. <laughs> you know, I'll take on the one-eyed fighter. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Oh, God. I, God. Sorry, going back to the uh, main event. The other comparison or uh, uh, thing I was laughing about was Colby had called out Sean Strickland, and and I know he's kind of called it back in saying that Strickland has to come down to 170 and fight him, which is oh my a, god, a big joke. You know, Strickland would die if he tried to make 170. Now he struggled with the extra pound for uh, to make championship weight last time. He didn't look well on it. Uh, but yeah, can you imagine what Sean Strickland would do to him if he had Colby trapped inside the uh, inside the tram lines? I think it'd be worse. <laughs> I think it'd be ten times worse. I mean, exactly. also the the I, well, that's the other thing too is that like. Strickland is now battle tested where at welterweight, he was more of an athlete. If you remember, like he, he wrestled a lot more and his striking yeah. wasn't as great, but he was definitely a bigger, more, uh, athletic fighter at 170. And 
it he was good. He was a good welterweight. Yeah. It was I think it's just now where it's like he's settled into his body. He's fighting closer to his natural weight or it's middleweight. He's he's a perfect fit for the weight class. He's not the biggest guy, but he's definitely not the smallest guy. And he's got the pace and the practical, you know, attributes that help him win fights and it, his pressure is second to none, but you know, it's one of those things I think where it's like not everybody practices the same kind of pressure or knows how to deal with it. So it works out in his advantage, you know, especially against longer kickboxers in that division, which that that division has plenty of. So it's the perfect kind of blood. Um that Colby Colby gets murdered within like the first three rounds. <laughs> it's not even close. Oh yeah, for sure. I would, I would, I, I hate, I hate to even say it, but I would love to see him and Leon fight. <laughs> well, but, oh, well, Leon and uh, Sean. Yeah, but no, Ooh. I can't, I can't. I just spoke it into existence. I regret even saying that because now <laughs> it'd be a hell of a yeah. fight. I'd, I'd it, love to see. It. You know, I'd kind of like to see it myself. But it, obviously, it's unfair with uh, Sean weighing fifteen pounds more than him. I, I mean, Leon's a big welterweight to begin with, so yeah. it, it would it would almost look kind of good. But I, again, they both got contenders now. I mean, Sean just dismantled Izzy, and <laughs> you know now has the entirety of the middleweight division at his back. And uh, you know the target's big on him right now, especially with Drakus, who fucking they, they they got into a little brawl, which was great. Him and Drakus, he asked, you know. What's his, he asked uh, Gilbert's kids to move out of the way, please, real quick, while I pummel this man <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> oh, God. MMA is the worst sport. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, no, that's that's all I got in the main event. I think we went about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, probably around that at least. Uh, oh, just the last thing I'll say on it. Uh, Leon now joins Islam Makachev on a 13-fight undefeated run. They're good. Good. Yeah, the so title good, good. title defenses aren't high, but the the fact that they have win streaks is not easy to do, especially in today's game. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's not like 15 years ago where you kind of get one win and then end up the champion and defend 12 times because the divisions weren't stacked. <laughs> <laughs> but now now it's a different game. You know, you got healthy divisions. Welterweight is for sure, and lightweight. That's a, that's a that's the interesting one where you're kind of looking at it like that. It, it's the win streaks, and I don't know if you saw that that thing in there because John John shouldn't count because he took him three years to come back, you know. And then it they have Ankalaev in there. And it's like he he has two no contests. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> you know. Well, He's gonna well, draw. Leon, Leon does have a no contest in his uh, run as well. Eh, yeah, the okay. Blau, Blau fight. That's right. Yep, you're right. You're right. It was an eye poke. There you go. That's that makes more. I guess we're gonna count that. After. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <sighs> so we go right, to the... A bit. Yeah, Coleman, yeah. Uh, well, how did you how did you see it? Like did you see it like being a one-sided fight? Uh yeah, pretty much I would say. Um I'm just skimming my notes there. Um, and again, I knew it was going to be a long fight because of how much time I had left to watch on the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> the curse of Sunday watching. I think there was one of the rounds. Oh, there was one of the rounds where Hoyvel briefly got on top again uh, and landed a little bit of ground and pound. 
And I was thinking back to a fight from a couple of weeks, a week or two ago, I think it was, uh, where the same thing happened. Uh, and I think everyone decided that that was enough to take the round because other than that, it was just grappling and control. Uh, and obviously damage is the most important thing you look for. Yep. I'm just trying to see which round it was, but uh, but yeah, uh, I thought yeah, I thought Pantoja had the best part of you know most of the fight. It. Do you remember the? Uh, oh God, what was the? There's a fight that looks like this, and if it was the uh, God, what was it? It, it it reminds me of the Dan Henderson Bisbing fight number two, not the first one, right? Yeah. Where Royval is Bisbing, and he's throwing in combinations. He's not letting up. He actually kept a lot of pressure on Pantoja. It was just that when Pantoja would land, and he wouldn't throw very often or all the time. He would throw big body shots uh, with kicks. Uh, yeah. And then the occasional like overhand or like the hook that would land and, or it was a straight right. Like he he literally did more damage to Royval by doing less. And Royval, I don't know if you saw it at the beginning of the fight, but like you could tell Royval was just antsy. Like like he had like he had too much energy. He was kind of like spazzy, right? Okay. Yeah. And like you could see Roy Val struggling to find his pace, find a rhythm with his strikes. Yeah. And by the time yeah. we're in the fifth round, he finally finds it and it's already <laughs> too late. You yeah. know, like he gave, you know, he gave a good account of himself. I'm not going to say he did bad. I'm, it's like the truest definition oh, no. of a 10-9 where Roy Val should be winning, except when he gets hurt. And that's the only damage that matters throughout the fight. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's the same with Bisbing and Henderson. Like the only time Bisbing was uh, losing was when he was getting clocked. Otherwise, he was winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, the only difference was that that Bisbing uh, was the better grappler of the two by that time. And uh, in this fight, Pantoja just he gasped by the fifth round, and you could tell, like he was literally swinging oh, from yeah. his waist with his hands down, and he was the smaller of the two. But he was definitely the stronger, more athletic fighter. Royval looks like a bantamweight who's struggling to make 125 and has the pace of a, you know, of a Max Holloway, just throwing constant and just landing with decent strikes. But like he he has like a 50 percent accuracy on his like actually less than that, I think, like for every 10 strikes he's throwing, he's landing three of them, you know, and yeah. That pace works probably at the higher weight class and probably against lesser flyweights. But, like, it, he needs – his grappling was great. I don't know, like, if it's just because he doesn't know how to defend on a regular basis. So he just kind of goes to, I'm on my back. If I make it miserable, he'll eventually give up the position, which it, it almost worked for him a couple of times, and it did once or twice. But at this point, he needs, A, better takedown defense, and then, yeah. B, just – a straighter, like more consistent game plan. Cause it almost looked like I'm just in here to fight. And if I win, I win. That's, that's what it looked like. Cause otherwise Pantoja was in control up until the fifth. And that was kind of the disappointing thing where you're like, everybody in the discord was excited for this fight because Roy Val brings it. And he did this yeah. fight. It, you just, you could see the difference in their experience. And that was, a 
And it did seem to me that uh, Rival's corner team seemed to think that it was two all going into the fifth. I did um, not see it that way. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, but um, that's that's a note I wrote down. So did well. I gave every single round except for the final to Pantosha, and I did not see a ten eight that I saw. No, I mean you could no, give no, one. I, or... No, I didn't see a ten eight. Definitely not. Okay, yeah, that's. I, you could argue maybe one or two, maybe like the second, maybe the fourth round, maybe. But even then, it's like you're you're kind of picking at straws there. But like it, it was a one-sided fight, and this that's the sad thing is that now we have to. Uh, was it Amir Albazi? Is that? Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it, it that fight should be interesting because. I think so. Again, heavy, heavy hands had said it. There, there is a new type of bantamweight. I'm sorry, flyweight, where the heavier, more athletic flyweight are coming into the topper end of the division, where yeah. like Moreno, Figueredo were kind of anomalies at the beginning. Now that's their type of flyweight is more common. They're not. They're, they they could possibly be decent bantamweights, and we saw Figueredo do that very well uh, in his last fight against uh, Rob Font. Yeah. They're they just they're cutting more weight to be better, higher rank flyweights. And yeah. Amir Abazi is one of those as well, where they're kind of bigger athletes. They don't produce as much, and Pantoja is one of those as well. He's not as big as Royval, but he's definitely a guy who cuts a lot of weight. He's a hammer. He's definitely a dominant grappler. He doesn't do a whole lot, but when he does it, he makes a count when it yeah. lands. Yeah, to, I guess it'd be Al Albazi versus Moreno would be the unless it oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the only option it would be. And yes. I don't think so we, we don't we don't really want another Brandon Moreno uh, Pantoja fight, do we? I mean, it's three zero, but then yeah. again, we gave Max three tries, and I mean, hell. We That's we cool. gave we did gave uh, what's it called uh, Izzy, you know uh, a rematch <laughs> when he was uh, yeah. when he was down three contests uh, technically <laughs> two in kickboxing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if, if we're gonna do it, we might as well do it at this if it's for the belt, you know. Yeah, I suppose he's one of those you can't really argue with if he beats Albazi certainly. Um, oh no! Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is that Moreno yeah, is unless yeah, unless he's going to gatekeep uh, Kai France from getting a shot at the title. Uh, Max I, style. <laughs> you got to give you got to give Kai a, a win though. You know, he's coming off of um, that uh, coming off of that close decision loss to uh, El Bazi. So at this point, right. uh, he's I, down I, fighting Cap, isn't he? Anyway, Manel Cap. Yeah, that's the thing. We're still waiting on that yeah, one, and that's fine. if if he wins that one, he's back in title contention. And then you have the winner of Albazi Moreno fight, you know, for the title. Moreno possibly being the better of the two, at least the more well-rounded guy. Um, I mean, it's possible we could get a rematch, and then you have Kai come in after that. I mean. It, it, the idea is to get guys on win streak so that they fight. And then you have Tetsuro Tyra that's also in the division, you know. Flyweight's got guys. Flyweight's got guys. And then, you, I mean, you know, Mohamed Mokayev is in there. You got guys. That's the thing. You yeah. got plenty of people that you can kind of call to. And 
you just got to give them wins and you got to give them names. Right now, flyweight looks like it's finally starting to cycle through, and that's a good thing. You know, it was a good fight. You know, just uh, they got to keep them going. I thought it was fairly solid, but it wasn't a super exciting fight. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't honestly, like uh, if I'd have stayed up uh, last night to watch it, I probably would have fallen asleep at four o'clock in the morning trying to get through. That. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it was. It was good. It was good. It was just wasn't. It wasn't like the Moreno Pantoja or the Moreno David Figueroa fights prior. You know, it was good. It was good though. And seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Maybe you know six point five. <laughs> Oh, Lazy messaged me. He says, I'm going to try to hurry up. Oh, okay. I mean, if you're... Or would you... Yeah, or we are... yeah fine. Yeah, if we get him in here. We kind of, we're, all, okay. we're just chatting, so... Uh, did uh, you have anything else on the main... On the co? Uh, no, no, not at all. Like I said, I wasn't super excited with the fight. I'm not... As I said on the preview show, I'm not that bothered to some degree about the lighter divisions. I'm more of a welterweight... Well, lightweight and up kind of uh, fan. Oh yeah. So I, did, I didn't have anything invested in the fight, and it wasn't super exciting. So no. Uh, shall we jump on to Thompson versus Rachmanov, which is was I think was what everyone was hoping was going to be a great fight. Oh yeah. Well, maybe not the, hoping it was going to be a great fight, but uh, I thought maybe we'd see more than we did. But as as we found out, Shavkat apparently was injured. So we Ain't certainly. Right? Yeah, apparently so. It explains why we didn't see him in uh, top form and why he didn't engage very much in the striking. So I, d- I did expect him to see him throw some punches and kicks, and he spent most of the fight just shoving uh, Thompson back up against the cage and uh, grinding on him before he finally obviously got a takedown and uh, managed to finish Wonderboy, which an impressive feat in itself because that's the first time Wonderboy has ever been submitted. So I, I was impressed by that uh, stat. Uh, if Wonderboy had managed to survive the entire three rounds, uh, I would have counted that as a win for Wonderboy. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I... it sucked because you want us to root for Wonderboy, you know, knowing what he's up against in this fight. But, like, man, Shavkat just, I, he just needed to get the win, and I guess he did it the safest way that he could, considering um, who he was up Right, yeah, it was injury, and then who he was up against. I mean, the last person who gave Wonder Boy the fight that he wanted ended up breaking his arm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, like you don't give that man the fight that he wants. You give him a fight that he can't win, and yeah. this is the fight that he can't win. And I mean, it, you, it's Wonder Boy. He's dangerous, regardless if he's older or not. And it, Shavkat, yeah. Shavkat's smart enough to know that, and. Thankfully, he he listened to what he needed to do, and it it wasn't it wasn't the most exciting feat uh, to see him win. But it, hey, a win's a win, and he keeps that uh, undefeated record. Yeah, uh, 100% eighteen wins, eight, eighteen <laughs> finishes. Yeah, that, which is just absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and he got rid of him faster than he got rid of Jeff Neal as well, because Jeff Neal really did push it to the last moments, didn't he? I think it was only. 15 or 20 seconds, maybe, from the end of the round. As at yeah. least he got, he got Wonderboy, the previously unsubmitted fighter, out of there in less than two rounds. So, yeah, great performance, ultimately. You, yeah, you can't fault Shavkat for how the fight played out. I mean, 
it would have been nice to have seen some striking exchanges, but no, don't risk it if you don't have to. If you know you're better at something than the other guy, yeah. take advantage of it. Like, you know, it's what it's MMA. It's not kickboxing, boxing, or just wrestling. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Yeah. It, it's it's mixed martial arts. You gotta you gotta go out there with your best foot forward, and you know, Shafkat did that to a T. Yeah, back to the main event, you know, showing all those uh, martial skills. You know, you're striking, you're wrestling, your jujitsu if the opportunity presents itself. And Shavgat pretty much did that. I guess Shavgat didn't show us very much of his kicking, but we know the reason for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing, too. It's like he he did what he needed to to get the win. But like looking at his past couple of fights, his last three was, you know, Jeff Neal. And then before that, was it Neil Magny, I think? I can't remember. Let me pull up his record really quick. Uh, doing this live. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a uh, Neil Magny. So, you know, he submitted Neil Magny in the second round at four fifty eight of the second, and then he oh. submitted Jeff Neal uh, with like uh, four fifteen uh, at four seventeen of the round uh, three, and then he finishes Thompson with uh, you know four fifty six of the second round. Like yeah. he. He has the ability to be champion. Do I favor oh, yeah. him in the championship fight? Mm, that's that's uh, <laughs> yeah. I, did, w- when we recorded the preview show, I said that seeing Shavkat against uh Wonderboy would give us maybe some idea of how we would look against Leon, and I'm afraid it doesn't look that I think Leon could very easily uh, put a dent in that record, you know, take away that zero. It, he's got, yeah, he's I mean, got all the skills to do it. Oh yeah, like yeah, Leon at this point is looking and showing uh, that that what's that that's that saying? Um, you become like twenty or thirty percent better. Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. You know when you get the belt, and he's showing that. You know, yeah. uh, however you get the win, get the win. It wins a win, right? And yeah. for him, yeah. he's the champion. He has to adapt to a lot of different styles and a lot of comers. He's no longer the guy chasing the title. He is the guy defending the throne. And yeah. with a guy like Shafkat, who's just as well-rounded, if not more capable. And that's the other thing, too, is like this division now has these tall, lanky guys. They don't look like they're crazy killers, but goddamn, they, they are just coming <laughs> in. And, you uh, know, Shafkat certainly is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, hell, you look at guys like, you know, Jack Della Maddalena, he's not necessarily lanky or skinny, pretty built, but, um, you know, Ian Gary is also a big, tall guy for welterweight. Um, you have, let's see. Um, he's that, fighting Jeff Neal next, isn't he? That's being booked for, well, being booked for him. Oh, uh, is it Jack Della Maddalena or Ian Gary? Ian Gary. Weird. Not just rebook the Vincente Luque fight. I don't know. Weird. Huh. I'm, sure, I'm sure I heard it somewhere. All right. Well, if he's fighting, okay. If he's fighting Jeff Neal, I mean, hell, like I don't know if I favor him in that fight. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one to take. If Shotcut barely yeah. got through that yeah. one, I don't yeah. know if I trust Ian to do it. <laughs> no, no. But do you do you think Shotcut gets the next fight as the, uh, for the title if they're willing to do that to Bilal? I, I mean, I don't think I would. Uh, just because Shopcott is it 100%. Then on top of it, he's also he, he didn't put on the best performance like the UFC would prefer. So you're kind of looking at Bilal just to get another defense for Colby. I'm sorry for um Leon. Leon. Yeah. yeah. 
I can see him wanting to give Shavkat what another fight because that would make it his his twentieth twentieth fight would be for the title. So that would be quite entertaining on his stars. Is that what he has? Hmm? Well, he's eighteen and zero now. If he if he had one more fight, gets to nineteen and zero, and then he fights for the title after that. Uh, if he took the title, he'd be twenty and zero and just have won his title. Who do you who do you put Shavkat in if he's not? Getting- who would I put him in against? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I need to have a quick look. I would say, if you're asking me, oh, you're Colby, either... Oh, sorry, yeah, Colby. Oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I put it in my notes, yeah. You know, the wolves, you know, the nomad has to eat as well. Feed him, you know, feed him Colby. Yes, he needs to eat the meat. He needs to eat the horse meat. Instead, he's just not going to eat the horse. <laughs> yeah, he's going to eat yeah. Colby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh God, that'd be hilarious just to uh, see that. Like, no, he, it's not a, it's not the fight I want. You can't fight, you can't fight anybody who's below him now, having just beaten Stephen Thompson. So that only leaves Burns, Covington, and Bilal. Oh, I guess Kamara Usman is technically speaking still there. But I don't uh, think, yeah, I think no. I think Kamara, I don't know if Kamara's going to come back from middleweight. I certainly think his next fight will be at middleweight. No, I mean if Colby's only chance was to beat Leon, and then the UFC basically is like, "All right, we gave you three chances, man. I don't, I don't know what else we can do. You're not fighting all the time. You, yeah. you're like Colby. Colby, Colby has Colby to fight backwards. Fight backwards. And, and and what is he going to do? Was he? You can't fight a non-killer. You can fight." That you can fight Wonder Boy, but even then, that's not going to do anything for you. Wonder no. Boy only had one win to that. After that, so it Usman's Usman's probably going to stick at middleweight just because he had success. He he, he should have beat Kamzai. He had the the ability to beat Kamzai, but you know that was why I would have happily scored a draw. I mean, you could have honestly, considering what we saw. It wasn't like. I mean, two rounds to one ten eight round, I think you could argue, you know, and two of those yeah. rounds could have went to Usman. And, you know, the only ten eight would have been, you know, the first Shavkat. Round. Yeah, yeah it that's it. Round. That's it. It was, it was. It was total domination by Shavkat. I'd, I wouldn't have any, any problem with the ten eight there at all. Oh, no, yeah. And that's the thing. We're kind of like looking in at this division and thinking like, okay, well, you got guys. And the division, if as far as middleweight, like is wide open, like it's a different era. We're looking at new. It doesn't matter if you had a win streak or not. It's it's a wide open division. I mean, if I'm if I'm Usman, I'm staying at middleweight just because <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not I don't have to cut weight. Yeah, I can handle myself, and on top of it, my name means something to these guys, and they're gonna yeah. want to fight me, right? Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to. You know, ask. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, presumably can get some part of it's oh yeah yeah he he's he's a guy that's a contender at this point like don't don't hurt yourself if you don't have to with the weight cut just stick it out in middleweight see what you can finish out your career as and then for colby he's screwed he either fights a contender who's a killer like shafkat or he fights a name that's not going to give him a title fight anytime soon and he's not going to get another title fight as long as leon's there and nobody's beating leon anytime soon either (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think so. Nah, ah, yeah, I I don't think I had anything else on. No, so like the this this was the one that uh, 
if if we'd have been following the original script, I was going to let Lem Lem let, let Lem loose on this one because of Paddy's new hairstyle, <laughs> and she's not here, so she's blown it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit, corn rose to stop his hair flying around when he gets tapped. It, that was the reason he gave. Um, yeah, this turned into kind of a, a f- quite a fun fight in certain respects. I thought, you know, Pim- Pimlet took the first round pretty easily, did rattle Tony a couple of times, uh, and then the second it was just Paddy on top again, but it wasn't ever close to being finished. Uh, I think uh, Tony was throwing up, obviously, some elbows, occasionally trying to get a submission going. And then the third round just ended up with... Uh, I think Paddy looked really, really tired in the third round. He, he did say afterwards he'd uh, thrown everything at Tony in the first round, trying to get him out of there and gassed himself out quite a bit. Uh, but, yeah, just an easy job for uh, Paddy Pimblett. Just not super impressive in in the... You know, you, you kind of, you're kind of hoping he was going to get a finish out of this one uh, to, to stamp his authority. Or if you like Paddy, you were hoping that kind of stuff. If you don't like Paddy, you were obviously hoping that Tony had uh, kick his head off or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get P- uh, Pimblet's a uh, controversial kind of character after his attitude uh, for the last for the last fight where he was gifted a win. Uh, but even he's come out now and said that that was wrong of him to say it in the cage. He even joked about it this time. He was like, yeah, I know I just said that I'm not going to talk about fights that I've... Uh, one in a cage, but I'm going to talk about it because I've beaten. I'm pretty convinced I've beaten Ferguson here three nil, which it was. It was a total yeah. Round. You know, there's no argument about that. God, uh, I hate the. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! What? <laughs> what's worse, that Tony had a chance in this fight, or was that we that same chance was snuffed out the minute like uh, Tony got hit? Right. Yeah. And if there's a fighter that looked in close to like the last fight that Dan had, which was with Michael Bisman that we're calling back to, um, Dan looked old. Dan, Dan just like just couldn't keep up anymore. And you could tell like he he still had the power that was there. It was present, but like he's shuffling. He's not. His his footwork is not fluid anymore. He can't even fight off his back anymore. He's literally throwing himself into terrible positions when he's on like a grappling exchange. Like it, it almost looks like he no longer has not so much the confidence. The confidence is there still. Like it's it's an arrogant of I I don't care what he's going to do. I am still going to do what I want to do. And it's not going to matter because I think I'm going, I know I'm going to win. And it's like, you can't even fight like that anymore. Like you could 10 years ago. It, it's the same kind of fight that he's bringing and it's not changing. Yeah. Like, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, and whereas Dan Henderson can drop somebody and nearly end the fight. He, Tony, look at that uh, Justin Gaethje fight. He drops him with an uppercut. And that's the only time that you could say that he had momentum in that fight. Yeah, buckled, buckled Justin's knees. That was yep. it. And since then, he hasn't had any... Oh, well, I shouldn't say that. He's had one moment in each one of the fights that he's had. One moment. And that's it. 
Anything else is kind of like one-sided. Like, yeah. it's just Tony getting run over, getting nearly submitted, getting submitted, getting finished on the feet, getting finished on the ground. And it's just, it's, it's the same result. He thinks he can still do what his body could handle yeah. 10 years ago. And it's just, it's no longer effective. He, Clearly not. He, no, in this whole Scoggins or Justin Goggins thing or whatever, um, David, Goggins. he didn't need this. No, no. The fact it, that he was in the corner. What, what are we doing here? He's not even a goddamn <laughs> fighter. Why do we? Why do we need him in the corner? He's not a fighter. He's the exercise coach. He's not a guy you need in the corner. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, <sighs> I, I thought to start off with, Tony's striking did look a little more confident, but obviously it fell apart after Paddy clipped him a couple of good ones. I think Paddy landed a, a nice. Uh, kind of jumping knee close to the well, close to the end of the first round. I think I think that's what what sent Tony uh, down to the ground first off. Yeah, well, his chin was still up in the air, and he yeah. he's still trying to do the wacky stuff like the flying knee, like you said. He was still trying to do the th- it, which landed. I I, I was kind of surprised, but actually, I shouldn't be surprised that it landed, but it did. <laughs> you know, but that's the other thing is that it, it, he Tony should not be fighting guys who are bigger than him. Like he he used to be the bigger side of lightweight, but we are now in the era yeah, the new where age. light yeah where lightweights look like goddamn welterweights going in there, <laughs> and Tony still looks like the skinny kind of scrappy dude who you know he's he's not very heavy but he's dense, and that's the thing where you're like you're looking at him like he doesn't have the biggest uh body for lightweight but he's lanky and he's just. He's uh like a crash bandicoot kind of frame. He's got like these uh lanky arms that got heavy hands with them, but like he just he's just crazy when he would throw his uh you know, his Eminari or some kind of fucking wacky shit that he would do <laughs> with his spinning elbow or something, but it's like he's fighting these guys who are well rounded and they're bigger than him more often than not, and he can't keep up with that. Um no, definitely not. I would I would say Patty looked surprisingly better, and I don't even think he looked that much better. He just looked better than he did against uh, a previous opponent, uh, Jared Gordon, who was much smaller than him, but still, like he looked like he like he didn't want to finish right off the bat. He looked like he just I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my game plan. I'm not gonna get crazy unless it's close to a finish. And he was I'll give Patty credit. He looked better. I, yeah, I mean, I would agree. And that's right. And you, that's the thing you kind of want to look at it with a guy like him. He's coming. He's no longer a prospect. He is trying to become a contender. And this is a fight that you can argue. OK, he's on that path now. He, he's he's putting things together. It's been a while since his last fight. I'm I'm happy that he's kind of putting it together where you have confidence if he was to take on another guy. So at that point. If you're going to put him against a contender, you have guys that you can look to and he, okay, you know what? Maybe I, I can see it. Whereas before, you're like, no, there's no fucking way this guy's beating any of the top 10. <laughs> no. Uh, I, th- I think I've, I'm going to note that maybe uh, Tony should now be the gatekeeper for the top 15. You know, you get past Tony, you're in the top 15. I would say so. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a serious gatekeeper for the top 10. There's, like you said, there are probably already people in the, the division that would beat him right now. 
I, you know what? I hate saying this. I would like to see him against Saint Denis. <laughs> that, that's funnily enough that's what was something i said uh, i think might have been in the preview show uh, i said that you know if tony doesn't retire after this one give him to you know give him uh, bsd for his next fight uh, and let let uh, benoit uh, retire tony if he doesn't kill him in the uh, process god forbid you know <laughs> i is it bad that we're saying this because it's like come on it's tony but like come on tony yeah, come on. <laughs> it's, it's not that either of us want to see Benoit Saint-Denis beat the living hell out of Tony Ferguson. <laughs> it's just that Tony Ferguson won't fit, quit fighting. So, you know, yeah, if, if he won't quit, you have to make him quit. <laughs> yeah, that's something that Jed Mishu said. Like, you have to beat the shit out of him just yeah. so he understands, like, you cannot do this anymore. It, yeah. Patty tried. He tried. But he like did. the fact that well, you could tell the fact that he walked out of the cage the way he did, I, I no longer want to see him fight unless yeah. it's an older. And then yeah. even then, I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> no. Like, if he doesn't want to retire, then yeah, by all means, give him Saint Denis or like somebody else, a Jalen Turner. A Dan Hooker, somebody yep. who's going to put him down and tell him, you no longer can compete with these guys. Yeah. And that's the thing that he needs. Unfortunately, if you give him an older name, it's just going to give him confidence. Like everybody was saying, it's like, if he wins, we're screwed. If he loses, we're like, it's, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was starting to wonder if he was going for the Sam Alvey most defeats uh, before getting a cut record. Yeah, like... <laughs> How many Sam had? Got to be getting Sam, up there. I think Sam had nine. Sam, I think nine. had nine. Okay, yeah. So two more for Tony to uh, catch him up. Yeah. But at this point, like, we don't need to see it. We really no. Don't. He, he's he's. No one needs to see him get bludgeoned to death anymore inside the cage. If we're watching him just to go see this and just be cathartic about it, like God forbid, Tony can. Tony could do other things. He could do jiu-jitsu tournaments if he wanted to, but like we're stuck yeah. with this for some reason. And the promotion is not in the in the game of telling guys to retire. And I honestly wish that they like in certain situations because they'll say it for like guys who are former champions or guys who are former stars. Oh, he's made a lot of money. He's made a lot of money. But it's like, then why aren't you saying it about him? Pay him to leave. Buy out yeah. his contract. You don't need to have this. This does nothing for the promotion to begin with, and it does nothing for prospects that are like Patty. Like, does this help Patty? Not necessarily. It just gives him no, a name to be. Really. Right? So what are we doing here? Like, with what you could you can afford to buy out his contract and tell him it's no longer on us if you continue. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, they could just turn around and say, we, "We know we no longer want to offer you fights, so we're going to buy your contract off you." I guess. I don't, I don't I, know. Don't know the legalities of that. I guess I, they, they could did just it constantly, constantly yeah. offering the most ridiculous fights ever. But Tony's crazy enough; he'd take those the ridiculous fights anyway. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing would be to see him in big and BKFC or some kind of boxing match where it's like, great, more head damage is what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the bright side, BKFC, at least they tend to, uh, their fights finish fairly quickly. And the rounds are only two minutes long. That's true. And then they do pay their guys fairly well. I mean, hell, the rumors are that Perry's getting a million dollars 
um, as of late. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure Tony can at least get half of that, <laughs> if not something close to it. No. Yeah. Uh, a very it's... unlucky career when it comes down to it, Tony. He was so up and up, up and away. Then he tripped over that cable and didn't end up fighting Khabib. And that was it. It was all downhill from uh, there on, wasn't it? I think uh, Khabib couldn't get out of Russia to get back to fight Tony. Uh, so Tony stepped in and fought Gaethje. Uh, or rather, Gaethje stepped in and fought Tony. Yes, that's that's what it was. Yeah, yeah the they hadn't they, they hadn't yeah they hadn't had a fight island built up yet, so they fought in Miami. It was Jacksonville. Oh, it was either Miami or Jacksonville at the I'm time. Ter- terrible with locations. Oh no, it was in Florida for sure because Florida is Florida. So <laughs> they. It was just as the pandemic was hitting and they Russia shut down all of the like everywhere, all of Europe was shutting down. Yeah, but because he was stuck in Dagestan. Like what they were telling him uh was that we're looking to have a facility in you know the United Arab Emirates, right? In Abu Dhabi. Huh. So that was just literally around the corner because they were also looking to do stuff in California on an inning of reservation. Uh, that's actually not too far from me. Uh, it's in Lamore, California, Tachi, uh, Tachi Palace. And they were trying to do that. And then, like, they, because ESPN and, you know, Disney were like, no, we can't have this. It's like, you guys could have waited instead of trying to rush something. Cause then we ended up getting Gaethje and Tony instead, which is a still, it was still a good fight, you know. Tony oh, tried. But, you know, but way. like, yeah. I mean, God forbid Tony be the guy who yeah. who could have fought Connor, who could have fought Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, his, like, you know, ACL tears on a goddamn cable. The man was indestructible for fucking five years. <laughs> yeah, I'm whacking his shins with metal bars and a bloody cable gets him. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you remember those fights, right? Where Tony would, even if he looked like shit, he was still, like, you, he would run through a wall. Given, <laughs> yeah, you know. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, and then, like he, the one fight, the one fight, you're like, okay. Then he comes back, uh, like, uh, like I said, he was uh, supposed to fight, um, be, you know, injures his goddamn leg on a cable in the back of the studio because he wasn't paying attention. He was wearing sunglasses think, on the I inside. I don't, think, I don't think he would have beaten Khabib. So, oh no, no, I no. agree. Yeah, but he would have probably taken less damage with Khabib than he did with um, Justin. No, exactly. And even then, you're stuck with this um this epidemic of like uh injury. The man yeah. the man is nearly uh, like he he's almost like a walking uh like hazard <laughs> caution sign at this point. But uh, yeah, well, I've been with all the stuff that he's yeah, yeah with all the stuff that's happening to him with that he just refuses to tap to. Oh yeah. Of course some damage somewhere. Oh yeah, well, because he, yeah, like that guy, no longer, no one needs to prove, no one needs to prove their toughness less than Tony. We already know he's tough. We yeah. already know that. Like, I would like to see him just tap to stuff. I would like to see him like be like, all right, you got me, shit. You know, like a standing wave, you know, against the fence, or like you know, he's covered up on his back. I, I no longer need to see Tony take more damage than to. So at this point, like, if someone can talk to him. And just tell him to retire or help. Yeah. Like I said, you know, like the UFC says, you know what? I think we're good, man. Uh, we're not going to try to have another Sam Alvey situation, which was, you know, weird in itself. But or even BJ Penn, like 
Uh, yeah, Penn was another we don't, one. Yeah, it's like there oh, are wait, certain people. guys. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Like Tito Ortiz was one for a minute until he got that win over Ryan Bader, and then they. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I, it if I'm the if I'm Tony, I'm looking to end it. If I'm Patty, it's not the best fight you could have had, but it was probably the best of a scenario where there was no winning, even if you won, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I was just grabbing a drink then. No, you're good. Yeah, I think we've exhausted this one. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so we're going to the uh, last last fight on the main card then. Emmett versus Josh Emmett versus Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell. Oh, uh, I, I honestly didn't. Re- I'd, I'd completely forgotten that Mitchell was in as a late replacement, so I picked him for this fight. And it was funny. I came, I came downstairs today to start watching the fights and flicked on. And I was like, I really wish I'd pitched, picked uh, Emmett. Now uh, he looked he looked pretty good getting into the cage, and then obviously he did what he did. That that was just going to be the, one of the nastiest KOs I've ever seen, for terms of after effects. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Osman went down when he got shin kicked by Leon, but you know that you know he was staring up at the ceiling and all that stuff. But compared to what Emmett did to Bryce with that punch, it sent him shivering uh, in, into spasms, uh, some kind of seizure or fit, I guess. Uh, yeah, they they call it, they like the zombie like grip or whatever, like where he's still moving but he's definitely out. Like yeah. you know the the you know the aftershock. Uh, this is this is why you do, you don't take short notice fight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, shouldn't have taken that one. Yeah, it was full, full on fencing uh, stance, wasn't it? When he was down on the floor. Yeah, that thank was God the thing. Emmett, thank God Emmett didn't follow it up. Oh, there's no need. You could see he was out the minute he hit the ground, like he was dead. And yeah. sure enough, like. Emmett, you, you, Emmett looked. You, you Emmett can, looked. Go, go, going back to the early conversation we had about Henderson and Bisping, sometimes <laughs> you just want to get that extra shot in. Uh, <laughs> that extra one too. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I, what, do, what do you what do you want to say? Like, there's nothing you could have prepared Bryce to tell him. Like, avoid no. the right hand. You had <laughs> been pretty cautious at the start. Well. I, he, he looked he pushed Emmett back a little bit, and then Emmett, I guess, gathered a bit more uh, ground and started to come a little bit more forward. Uh, and then, obviously, he landed the killer uh, right hand. Yeah, because like if you're looking at that round, Bryce is kind of keeping his distance, like you said. He's not looking to engage early. He's he knows he knows what he's dealing with, and that's the thing yeah. that the, you you could have you could arguably say he did right was kind of I'm going to keep my distance. I'm going to wait and throw a jab, look for a low kick occasionally, not going to try to grapple right off the bat, because he didn't even bother to clinch, which is great. But it was the first round. Like he, I think if he had just started off with the wrestling right off the bat, maybe, like he, like, I think he said it in the post-fight, right? I think he, at the press conference, I think he had mentioned... Bryce. Uh, Bryce, yes, right? If I'm not mistaken. I, I haven't heard what Bryce said. Uh- he, if someone had asked him, I don't know, I don't think it was, or if it was, I, I didn't see it, but it, from what I remember, somebody on the Discord had mentioned it, like he was asked, and he says, well, if I got into my wrestling a little bit right off the bat, I probably would be in a different fight. And I'm thinking, you know what, maybe that makes more sense, because like he 
he's used to just kind of starting off not being crazy, but like just being aggressive with his like clinch work and his grappling. And maybe that's the thing is like, I don't want to waste my time. I just took this fight on very short notice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make sure I make my, my effort count. I'm going to probably get into a rhythm and see how that works in a second. And Emmett, if you remember the Michael Johnson fight, Johnson's winning hands over fist. Like it, it, it's not even close. Johnson's literally lining him up. He's getting hit from the outside. He can't even answer back to the point to where Emmett is literally, he has no choice but to throw a haymaker. He can lands it maybe once or twice throughout the fight, but like Johnson's walking away with it. Then sure enough, Johnson kind of allows him to get too close. He's throwing a combination. Emmett fires that overhand right the same way he did to Bryce Mitchell, puts him dead to sleep, and Emmett th- thought he was winning the entire time. And like it, Emmett's, Emmett's never out of the fight. Emmett no. shows that it's hard to put him away. Emmett shows that he's got the power lasting throughout the entirety of the fight. It might not even be the best game plan, but that's his thing. He's, he's that old school fighter that knows he could fight a better fight than he's fighting, but he's going to look to do the one thing that he knows how to, even if it's to his detriment. And that's the yes overhand right. Because <laughs> God forbid, if you tell a wrestler, he can't throw the overhand right. He has no other weapon offensively. <laughs> <laughs> you may be correct there. Yeah. I, this, this is the definition of fuck around and find out. Because yeah, the minute yeah. he threw that, he... Um, because like if you remember yeah, that sequence as well a little bit yeah he he's yeah. throwing a one two and he's staying with his chin up not upright like uh you know pimblet usually does but like his chin is open and he's staring at him as he's throwing the one two he's <laughs> flat footed and emmett's overhand right lands just as he misses both strike so yeah. he's literally walking into it Good and it's you. like you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> like, hell, if he had gotten clipped because he was going in for a clinch, I don't think it would have been an issue. Like, no. if he had, you know, gotten uppercutted to hell, like, you know, um, Derek Lewis did to, um, oh, God damn it, uh, the other heavyweight. Um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Why can't I remember for the life of me? Um, I just never mind. Well, the the threat of the power is always there. Like if he was going in for yeah. a grappling situation, it probably would have been more understandable. But like he literally, you stayed in one spot throwing the, the throwing the competition. In like you you could have like you could have thrown the jab and then moved, then came back with the combination. But no, he 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 looked at the opportunity and he's like, oh, he's not gonna. Me. One, two. Oh, no, never mind. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, where am I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. Took him some while I... to get up as well. Was still horrible on his feet even a couple of minutes after the fight. Well, you know, you know what they say. That, like, that, if you get hit... KOs, that could be one of those KOs that changes careers. I was just about way. to say, yeah, yeah. Like, if you, if it, if he wasn't due for one, you know, the way he happens to fight, he was due for one now. You know, like he had he he had taken some big shots from fighters beforehand, but he never looked bad. Even in the fight against uh, Ilya Tapuria, yeah, he you know he he took it, you know. But this was a lot worse. I think this is the worst one he had in his career. So, you got 
he hasn't lost very much, so this is no, the, this it's is... second loss. Second, yeah, second loss, isn't it? Lost to yeah. Tipuria, now lost to Owen. No, he's got another record, uh, another loss on his record, but it's an exhibition match. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. The other thing uh, Josh Emmett has been doing here with this uh, performance is potentially messing up the KO KO of the year. Uh, with that shot, uh, <laughs> it, I, I was all happy with uh, up till last week, and then uh, was it last week when close did that pickup slam uh, and knock the guy out, and then Josh gets a lethal KO this week as well. Like, for God's sake, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. Like, no, now, I yeah, I literally had a, 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 in my mind of an idea of what I was going to look at for the knockout of the year. And then all of a sudden this comes in and I'm thinking to myself, God damn it, Josh Emmett. <laughs> I, I was fine. Now I have to rethink everything. <laughs> why? why? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> you wanted one last hurrah. <laughs> but, well, that's the other thing too. If I'm Josh Emmett, I'm 38, I think is what he's, uh, what he's, uh, his age is, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's 38. Yeah, you're a 38 year old featherweight. You you're probably not going to get another chance at the title. You're no. you you're cutting weight to make this weight class, which seems like it's still struggle. It's a struggle for you. You're not. A, he's not a small dude. He's a big dude oh, no. considering his he's height. Yeah, but like, that, I don't think you could do better. It would have probably been better for him to be like if. Then again, I don't know his contract situation either, so he probably might have two or three more fights on his contract. But yeah. I, he could have been like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't do better than that. I'm going to ride off into the sunset with this. I got 50K in my pocket. I don't have to worry about it after this. Like, And honestly, he does it. He can still keep fighting other guys if he wants to. But like, yeah, that's but, true. but I, I, I don't think he could have done any better. There's no reason for him to have to fight anymore. You know? Yeah, I hadn't looked at it like that. That's, that's a very good point. If he wanted to retire, that would have been a good uh, moment to do it. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's 19-4 and four in his career, considering he had to be out for two years due to injury, and then another year prior to that, uh, two years prior to that, uh, because of um, that. Ill- you remember the Je- uh, Jeremy Stevens fight? No. Jeremy Stevens and him were like the heaviest hitters at the time in the yeah. division, and uh, Stevens gets clipped, but then comes back and clips Emmett. Emmett falls to his knees and goes for a takedown. And then as he does it, um, Stevens throws a knee. And it lands right against his skull. And uh, yeah. and that fucked up his, his uh, head, like his actual, the structure of his skull. So oh, wow. he, had to get, he had to get like a steel plate put in. And um, Stevens kept saying, I was, it wasn't a, I'm not a dirty fighter. But it's like, well, he's, he's on the ground. You could have uh, arguably thrown an uppercut or hell, even like done like a couple of hooks or something but like his initial thing i think he he didn't realize that he was on his knees so he threw the but it's like you're in front of him you can see his knees touch the mat <laughs> but whatever you know i it's in the heat of the moment he he's a you're asking a wild yeah, animal to kind of, yeah yeah it's like you're exactly. yeah you're asking him to you know to make a snap judgment right off the bat you know that, that tends to happen kind of situation you know but Despite that, Emmett has a pretty good record. Despite all the issues, like having to having ACL surgery, 
and the skull that's got a plane on it. He's had a decent career. He lost his one chance at, you know, title fight. But, you know, the man's had a good good run. I would like to see him, you know, if he's going to fight one more time, honestly, just put him up against another short, heavy hitter, you know, someone like a hell. Someone that's, you know, willing to, he's got a decent name. I I guess if we're going to, if we're going to go back to the giga fight, why not? But I'd honestly rather see against somebody else. Maybe go up at lightweight. (laughs) I don't know. Brian Ortega. (laughs) Yeah, except Brian Ortega. Well, if they give that fight to Brian, well, if they give that fight to Brian, that there's a chance that they'll give him a ton of fight off that win if he beats him. (laughs) I can't have oh, yeah. that. There we go. <sighs> so, yeah, What's that was yeah, that was everything on the main card. <clears throat> I don't want to go through all of the uh, undercard by any means, but I think we have to give a shout-out to Cody Garbrandt for defeating Brian Keller by KO. Three minutes 42 of round one. That was a nice couple of shots. <clears throat> I, yeah, agreed. I, I didn't look, think he looked... Old school co- Cody, or much more old school Cody than he has done recently. Yeah, he looked good on the feet. I mean, he didn't seem flustered or nothing. He looked a little a little um, spazzy when he did get hit, but he corrected it um, yeah. and then just kind of stayed composed, thankfully. Um, Bryant hit him a couple of times, landed some good leg kicks, but I don't know what the hell he was thinking, but like... He'd get in there and wing his shots and forget, like, oh, Col- Colby can still throw just as hard. They're not yeah. the biggest um, bantamweight. Um, so it it would have probably benefited Kelleher to at least initiate the grappling just a little bit more. But again, you know, it's Brian Kelleher. He's either going to get finished or finish somebody. And, you know, it, it, it would have been better if Brian had invested in a better haircut. I yeah, that was a gonna go there, funny fucking. <laughs> it's not even a mullet. It's not yeah, even a mullet. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's completely bald on the front and top of his head, and near to the back, except for the spot that's like right above the neck. And it's like, what the hell? I don't understand. Are you trying to do a half mullet buzz cut here? I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. It doesn't make sense, and it irritates me looking at it. <laughs> Lem's gonna be so upset she's missing all this hair talk. I know this. This, this is Paddy and now Kelleher. Oh God, I know. But like, I good for Cody. I don't know who you put him up against in this division because it's still a Shark Tank. He's nowhere near a title fight. Um, no, you you can't put him up against. You know what? It would probably be a better scenario for him to fight a. Um, Davis and Figueredo now, mm-hmm. but that's he's nowhere near that. I don't think at this point. So, no, I, yeah, like just put him up against a bantamweight who's not ranked. Just give him a win. Just give him a win. And if he gets, he's this is his second win. If he gets another, it's three in a row. If he gets one more, that's four. I get just make sure get give him the wins. Just give him wins. You have guys in this division that you can put him up against, and he could, you know, knock him out. It's not impossible for him to be on a five-fight win streak on his way to a, uh, another title fight, but let's see how he gets there first. Again, like it's, it's not a. What do you think? What do you think? Like, 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm not the world's biggest Cody Garbrandt fan, as uh, I think most people know. Uh, so my option would be uh, Umar Nurmagomedov. Uh, no, the- no, the- no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 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 You can't. What are you no, doing? You can't try to kill him. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't I like Colby. Fair, man. I'm trying to say it with what I wanted to see. I don't. I don't like the man as much as the next guy. But come on, like you, you, we got to give him someone reasonable. Colby, Umar's ranked. What is Colby or Cody? I keep. Calling I have no Colby. idea. <laughs> He's not, no even ranked. No, he's, he's not even not ranked. ranked no. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm my trying god! To get, I'm trying to get him, him into the top fifteen. That's all. Yeah, I'm not trying to murder him on the way there. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's got time. He's not like 35 or 38. I don't think. Actually, how old no, is he? I think he's just like. Is he, I don't know. 32. He's 32. Yeah. Give, okay. Give him two more fights. Give him two more fights, yeah. and then we'll talk. Like few years. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like. I. Thankfully, he did that whole run when he was in his early 20s. And, you know, he had that whole fall from grace. And now we're at a point with him where it's like he is that guy that you can look at and think to yourself, like, this is the guy that you can kind of rebuild. He's young enough to where it's still it's still a possibility. You I don't think you need to rush him into anything, you know. But if we're trying to get him into the top 15, the first thing I'm probably doing is having him fight the guy that's lowest on the totem pole and not Umar Namakamidov. <laughs> that's Chris Gutierrez then. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Except, yeah, that's that's one. That's a safe fight too because it's not like Chris is a killer. You know, he's not like his uh, teammate. Um, was it Jonathan Rodriguez? Uh, oh, uh, he's got nine wins by knockout out of his 20 wins. Ah. Four first round finishes. <laughs> I'd, I'd be what, safe to say. You want fight, sod you. Oh, that's my question. <laughs> that's a good one to see. Well, I mean, did you? Uh, is there anything else you had on that one or no? No, not really. No, uh, it was just a bit of fun with Cody. Let's see. Uh, well, let's look at the um, that one that we were looking at with uh, real quick Alonzo and Jacoby. Um, Jacoby was winning this fight until he wasn't. It's a tale of I'm the better striker, except when I count on my chin to be better than I think it is. And the minute it's clipped, I will fall. I won't be knocked out or hurt, but I will get wobbled and it will stun me and I will forget why I was doing the thing I was doing. <laughs> you know, because Alonzo was losing the fight. I for that fight. I picked Alonzo because I had a feeling, um, justifiably so, that Jacoby was going to count on his chin over the uh, the consistency of his uh, striking. Which his striking was—he's one of the better strikers in this division. But it's such a shame that he thinks he's stronger and tougher than he is because he—it's light heavyweight. It doesn't matter how good you are if you get clipped, you will get put on your ass. And it doesn't matter if it's by a guy who's better than you or a guy who's literally half your skill. Like, <laughs> yeah. all they have to do is connect. And they're big enough to where they're basically dropping each other regardless. And he got dropped like three different times in this fight. And it nearly ended that fight for him. He hurt Alonzo a couple of times and nearly finished him once. But, like, you're literally waiting into punches. Like, there was two or three different moments in this fight where Alonzo was just winging overhand rights as if he was Josh Emmett, just as a light heavyweight version of him, right? And 
Jacoby just kind of ate it and then just kind of dealt with the consequences after. Like, if you're Jacoby, like, your first thing that I would tell him, what the hell are you doing? You literally have this man at the edge of the fence. You could have gotten a standing TKO twice. Yeah. But you decided to, you know, believe in your chin more than your power. Ridiculous. Quite, I didn't pay that much attention to, to be honest. I'd, for oh, some it was reason, fine. I, it was I don't fine. really know why I didn't pay much attention to it, but I obviously didn't. If you go back and watch it, it'd be worth the watch, just because this one is... Um, it, it's it's almost frustrating to the point to where you could see uh, Alonzo just kind of getting pieced up at certain points of the fight and being like, fuck it! <laughs> just <laughs> We get this overhand right or a hook that wobbles and drops fucking Jacoby, and Jacoby's like, Oh shit! <laughs> I, I saw the. Uh, it's quite funny. The Irene Aldana uh, fight that w- w- went on uh, before that one uh, against Carol Rosa or Hosa. Um, that's that was the one that I had the moderately amusing story about uh, watching uh, the MK uh, pre uh, post fight show um, because I avoided all social media all day until I'd watched all the fights. And the only fight I had left to watch was Irene Aldana. And then Luke mentioned it in like the first four minutes of the broadcast or something. (laughs) (laughs) All I wanted to listen to was his take on how the, you know, the Colby and uh, Leon fight had gone. And he he, he kind of gave us a spoiler. But but what a fight, though, Uh, to a proper Mexican fight, I guess. Uh, Two women just standing there and slugging it out. I don't know how Aldana stayed standing in that one. They might have, I think, uh, Rosa hit over 50 leg kicks. Um, so that's a seriously tenderized thigh tomorrow, I would imagine. Yeah, they just, the UFC website, on, oh, I'm sorry, ESPN says it's uh, 95 strikes to the legs Ooh. out of 102 thrown. Jesus, what? <laughs> and I think that includes like everything else. I So tell me if I'm wrong on this one. This was the uh, battle of attrition, and it was yeah. literally the forward pressure of Eldana's boxing versus the counter striking and leg kicking game of Hosa. Yeah, pretty good like, summary. Yeah, I I don't know what it was like. They were even saying it in the uh, as a commentary for both the the MK and the because I had both of them on. Although I was listening more to the MK uh, for the uh, broadcast as well, and then. Um, I swear to God, I think they mentioned it like 10 or 15, maybe 20 times. Why are, why are you not checking these kicks? <laughs> yeah, of course. God. Like, it's a hole that needs shoring up for sure. Oh my God, it was the worst. Like The amount of kicks that were landed on Eldana was at... And I think she even tried at once at one point where she would rather move her leg back or switch yeah. up her stance just for a moment. But it was like, she literally allowed that kicking to a happen in order to get a good boxing coming. Every time she'd get that leg kick landed on her, she would, she'd move, readjust, and then pop Rosa or Hosa. And it, it, watching it back, Hosa had the better first round. But she never changed that momentum. She never changed the pace. She never went in for anything else. She just figured, I'll just stay standing because I'll count on the counter fight, uh, the counter striking to lure her in because my leg kicking game is going to pressure her to move forward or stay away. 
and I all I have to do is counter her. Where Aldana literally kind of was like, "All right, bitch, bet." <laughs> just yeah, started throwing. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I cannot be stopped. I'm just going to keep coming after you until, yeah, until I get a hold. You know, once I, I lay my fists on you. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a obviously great uh, fight. I, I think I think it was awarded fight of the night. I think he deserved it. I think it, if not like um, Roy Val and um, God, yeah, Roy Val and uh, uh, Pantoja should have probably could have earned it. But you know, like <laughs> that, that definitely that's deserving of the fight of the night because they both like were undeniably doing the like most attritious thing that they could do. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just yeah, it was a battle of attrition. Beaten on Buddy at the end of it, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any any fight that comes close on the card, to be honest. No, no, no. And honestly, like this fight, like um, going into it, I had no expectations. I this is the same Aldana who shat the bed against Holly Holm, who shat the bed against uh, Amanda Nunes, and she chooses to show up for this fight because I think she is on the older side of uh, the women's fighting. She's yeah. thirty five, and. Okay. She's not like the oldest that's there, but like she's that type of fighter that she should be better than she, you know? Yeah. But what are you going to do? I guess this is women's bantamweight. weight. This is par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ariana uh, Lipsky and Casey O'Neill. Interesting fight. Casey O'Neill yeah. forgot that she could get hit. <laughs> <laughs> and she forgot how to defend the uh, submission. There we go. Yeah, that's not good. No. I mean, I, there wasn't anything else to this fight other than, like, uh, Lipsky is always dangerous. Yeah. You know, she she usually has a pretty good grasp on how to, you know, put forward a good game plan and, you know, be dangerous at all times throughout the fight. And she's not fearless, but She's definitely somebody who isn't afraid of her opponents. No, definitely not. More or less. No, I'm no, not quite sure why I didn't why I didn't pick Lipsky to be honest. I well, because Lipsky is is a you know she's what seventeen and eight, so guaranteed uh, she's probably five hundred. Yeah, she's probably <laughs> five hundred inside the UFC right now. Yeah, like it, it, Casey O'Neill. I don't know what it was. Um, actually, I do have an idea. Ring rust. She yeah. she had been out due to an injury because of her ACL. Um, and that's what it looked like out there. Like she she had no rhythm, and mm-hmm. her pacing was like, like literally trying to catch up to whoever was hitting. And that was the thing is like she was a step behind. She get hit and then react. She wasn't like hit then just and then kind of finding your rhythm again. She was literally oh uh, okay crap ah uh, shit. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try it. No, I'm getting hit again. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't ideal for Casey O'Neill, and this definitely is a setback for her, considering that she was off for like a year and a half, probably. And you know, good win for Lipsky. You know, stay in the win column. Yeah, sure was. Uh, Takira Ulan Bekoff, uh, Cody Durden. Uh, Cody definitely was that guy. You know, it was just your typical. I'm gonna go out there and just kind of wing it and bang it, kind of uh, like Tamiliat, but. Ulan Bekoff is, you know, he struggled in his last fight, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, and he 
basically just showed up to this fight. Um, actually, he has a loss to Tim Elliott, but um, beats Nate in the mess and madness, and uh, now fights uh, Cody Durden. And Cody Durden wasn't that impressive in this fight. He had moments where he showed up and just kind of like kept scrambling and would just kind of be a dog in there. But like Ulan Bekov showed that he was the better, well-rounded fighter, especially coming out of Khabib's camp. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like the prospect who shows he's 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 here to stay, and uh, that's good for him. Whereas Andre Feely fought Lucas Almeida. I picked Andre Feely in this fight. I was proven right. Almeida is not a very good fighter. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> he just literally stand stands up right, throws a kickboxing combination. He's very light on his feet. He looks very lanky for the division, and just not very very good at adjusting or defending anything because the minute Andre found his rhythm, he literally just waited for that one power shot and then followed up on it. There was nothing more that, you know, Andre really needed to do. And no. that, that was it. Like he literally just landed the big right and out. And then it was it. Like he falls down, he f- finishes him off with a couple of hammer fists. And then like, Almeida wasn't even all the way out, but you could tell he was like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Martin Boudet versus Shamil Ganziev. Funny that the guy who used to play um, volleyball was yeah. just a fucking Yeah, that was pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> like, could have had a wicked spike. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'd be just afraid to be on the opposite team. <laughs> He just looked like that kind of dude who had been waiting all of his life to finally start fighting. And he, he shows up and beats this other heavyweight. And the poor other guy, Martin Boudet, like, he, he looked like he was ready to fight. He looked like yeah, prepped he was ready. He a bit of a winning streak himself, wasn't he? Four fights. Yeah. Four fights, including his uh, contender series fight. And uh, three inside the UFC, I think. And... Boudet looked not terrible, but not like amazing. He looked okay for a heavyweight, you know. And Shamil Gazev, was it Gaziev? Literally said, "Hold my beer." It <laughs> just fucking <laughs> ran through him, like, like he almost looked like he had been told by somebody, "Hey, this guy owes me money," and that was the loan shark that they sent to go collect. <laughs> That's literally what it looked like, and. God, and I just want to know like how this guy never, never competed until recently. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's 33 years old. Like, wow. he is a young heavyweight. This is the kind of guy you want in the division because he's literally just going to show up and just start fucking throwing hands. And that's the type of heavyweight that you want. Like, especially an undefeated heavyweight. Yeah. But no, that was it. There wasn't, there wasn't anything else I had on that. It just he looked like he he owed that dude much money, and Boudet paid the price for it. <laughs> Standing TKO. Yeah, you don't yeah. get much of those yeah. anymore. No, you don't. Uh, rate the card, and then uh, I guess your fighter of the card. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll start with the rating, quick. Uh, um. If I was going to give it anything, I'd say it was a uh, 7.5. I would say 7.5. It would have yeah. been higher had the main event had a little bit more to it. But honestly, like with the card that we got and the card that we had going in, uh, the 
beside like with the cancellations that we had because Randy Brown was supposed to be on here. Um, Ian Mikado Gary was, you know, yeah, <laughs> was supposed to be on here as well. And that would have been a fun fight to have. But, you know, not a bad card. Not a bad card. 7.5 for me. Uh, I'm probably going to go for. Let me think. I'm probably going to go 6.5. Um, just for the. Re- for the reason I'll give the actually the prelims a seven, but the main card actually only a six, I think. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was the I'm just looking at the main card. There's the Emmett, Emmett knockout, which is amazing. Okay, Paddy Pimler was an okay fight, but nothing special. Rachmanov wasn't as exciting as we might have hoped, although it was an impressive performance. Pantoja not particularly exciting and Edwards again confident but not exciting so all the action really happened on the undercard yeah I think that's the second time that's happened too yeah yeah it has so so yeah I'll go I'll go 6.5 for the uh, entire card not bad I mean that's above a 5 so anything above a 5 is bad (laughs) okay (laughs) I might nudge it to 7 I don't know but yeah we'll stick with the 6.5 solid no I think that's fair I mean considering what we like I said like the the card that we ended up getting and the fights that happened on the main card, like that's justifiable just because like, okay, two one-sided performances at the main and the co-main and like, you know, everything else, you know, just kind of seemed it besides the Josh Emmett, Bryce Mitchell, it seemed like a fight, a card of one-sided fights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's not never, that's never ideal, but you know, sometimes it's the way these things work out. It is. And what else did you want to go over? Oh, fighter of the card. I'm probably going to have to go with Irene Aldana. Oh, wow. Okay, you go with her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just performance of the night. For, you know, fight of the night, relentless coming forward. Um, yeah, I can't. I suppose I should say Leon because he brought a belt in the UK. <laughs> but uh, no, I'll actually, I'll actually stick with Irene Aldana for the fighter of the night. Yeah, I, I have to go with Leon. Uh, just because of the dismantling he did to Colby Covington oh, and the uh, the shit that he had to deal with with the uh, press fight conference bullshit, yeah. and then um, then having to be told that he couldn't fight another contender that he had to fight Colby, then on top of it, like um, you know, just not being a guy that we thought would be the world's, I. I Chad Mishu had said this. Uh, there was a there was a time when you could have laughed at the idea that Leon was a you know a champion <laughs> in waiting, right? Like, yeah, oh, sure. you there's no way, right? Uh, you you'd scoff at the idea just thinking about it. But like now we're like, damn, I don't think there's a welterweight besides Shafkat, and even then, like that's that looking that's looking like a harder fight for Shafkat in the long run. Um, like there's not a welterweight you could put him up against and think, okay, that guy's actually really good. That I'm. That I think is better than Leon. I don't think there's a welterweight right now that you could say that. No, that's very fair. Uh, like yeah. I said, what was it? Oh, that, there, there was the one other fight of the night that we haven't mentioned, I don't think. Sean Strickland versus DDP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I just didn't know if it was going to be. 
I, it was funny. I, I had other plans. If we'd had everybody here, I was. I had other plans, but as it's just us two, I've forgotten about them. So yeah, fight oh. of the night. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like so. Like, does that make you buy? They actually, I did a survey on it. Uh, re, uh after uh, this morning, um, while I was wrapping presents and they uh, rewatching fights, uh, it came up as, do, do are you more excited? then uh how likely are you to buy uh it didn't say specifically about the scuffle but with uh, yeah. ddp and sean strickland i was like i was very it said very likely likely uh not sure likely unlikely and very unlikely and i was like immediately i picked very likely <laughs> like yeah i mean yeah, especially after that you know? want to see, i think yeah some bad blood between those two what did that need? Did that fight need that? I mean, you got to sell them pay per views, right? But like, still, I don't think it needed them to kind of go at it. I'm definitely more interested now, but like, I hell, Drakus and Sean for some reason is a fight that I never thought I'd want to see, but now I can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite funny though, showing something where they would seem to be getting along quite well, and then Sean said, We're like, you know, we're supposed to be fighting, let's get you know, this. Oh, it was uh, some uh preview show for 2024 um i forget what it was called now that the usc did and sean was like you know we've been too nice here and then before you know it we have the situation we had with drickus uh well i won't repeat what he said uh, <laughs> <laughs> i really don't want to uh, and then uh, no, yeah you don't need to, don't need thing to go in, into the that thing in the the thing in the arena was hilarious because uh, sean uh, stepped up and Asked a little kid that was in there, he was like, Yeah, would you mind just getting out of the way? I can yeah, see, yeah. Would you mind getting out of the way. I'm just about to step over this seat and be, try and beat Use the shit it. out of DDP. Which <laughs> <laughs> he did, to be fair. He jumped over, he didn't mess about. He was raining punches in straight away. Yeah, he literally jumped over and like got like a head and arm club in like a club attempt. And uh, it was great because uh, it was Gilbert Burns' kids. And he's like, oh, can you, <laughs> Yeah, can you please move your kids? And I can tell because Gilbert's always got his kids running around. And that was the other thing is like, uh, if you remember like Pantoja when he won, there was like 15 kids running around. <laughs> and, and Luke and BC were laughing about it. And someone on the chat said, yeah, those could be uh, Burns' kids because he's really cool with uh, Pantoja. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> but um, it, it's, um, yeah, he just, he asked politely, move the kids, please. So you, can you move over there? And then just immediately just jumped on him. And it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I, that that was great because it wasn't out of control. It was just one of those things where you're like, "All right, I see what's happening here." And uh, you know, Drakus once they separated him, he's laughing about it. I'm pretty sure he was probably hammered, but <laughs> yeah, he did look a bit pissed in that photo someone posted. Oh uh, yeah, like... I, I, was laughing, I was laughing at Dana as well afterwards uh, when he was saying, you know, "How did this situation happen?" And he was like, "Some idiot put these two together." And it was like, yeah, which idiot was that? And he went, you're looking at him. It was me. Yeah, this asshole. Yeah, he does all the seating plans, apparently. So, so uh, yeah. pretty, pretty funny hilarious. Dana owning up to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm more interested, like I said, now in that fight. But, like, God forbid, this is that's a fight that needed a little bit more juice considering what the co-main event was. And, uh, now we're now we are looking at that fight and it's going to be entertaining nonetheless and that's the first pay-per-view that they, they come to yeah. in january, yeah, january right? yeah. yeah yeah sure is but looking forward God, to that press that. conference is going to be insufferable <laughs> yeah that is true <laughs> we need to yeah. good night overall though right <laughs>
Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, enjoyable enough. Well, good. A, a good night followed by a good afternoon in my case because I, I, wa- I watched up to the up to the Aldana fight live, and then I watched the rest of the card uh, this morning. Yes, and yeah. I literally watched everything live from Aldana up, and then um, came back to watch everything else after, and then you know was wrapping presents this morning, and uh, and then uh, that's what I realized. My headset was missing, and I'm thinking, "Oh God, what happened?" <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, the youngest she needs to play Fortnite, so she, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna, She's you know, older, drive yeah. over. Yeah, I should uh-huh. say it's fine. You know, I ended up getting a, you know, cheap one, and it works well, well so far. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's it from myself and Austin. Uh, it's been a fun, God knows how long we've been chatting right now, but we'll see what we can do with the edit. Uh, or maybe Super Dave Fairtex will uh, see what he can do with the edit. Uh, that's it from <laughs> us. Uh, we'll be back sometime in the new year, I think. Uh, we're not sure what date we'll be back on. So until then, it's a Merry Christmas from me, and I'm sure a Merry Christmas from Austin. Merry Christmas, yes. guys. Merry Christmas all, and uh, uh, if we don't hear from you or hear from us, uh, Happy New Year and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Don't forget to be nice, otherwise Santa won't come and visit you. Yeah, or we'll send uh, we'll send somebody else. The lamb will probably come on here looking for haircuts <laughs> to, to, to you know, catch you on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, we out. All right.